Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. For this half hour, we're going to interview Carla Stream, who had an abortion. And sadly, in our culture, abortion is everywhere, and liberal politicians try to tell you that abortion is health care. No, it is not. It's killing. It's not health. It's killing. And, and all women are for women's comprehensive health care. No, they're not. And so I want to introduce Carla. Carla Stream, glad to meet you. Me too. You have a story to tell about the abortion you had and why you're against abortion rights. Mm -hmm. So tell me, were you raised in the church? What happened to you? Mm, I was raised in a Lutheran church. You were. And um, didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and left the church after I was converted. And can I tell you, do you know this, Carla? The Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, which I used to be part of, we left it pays for abortions mm. with offering dollars. Did mm. you know that? I didn't know that. It's crazy. Mm. All right, so you're raised, you didn't really have much of a relationship mm. with the Lord. What happened? No. Uh, my mom paid for my sister's abortion when I was a teenager and kind of had that, I had that in my background and college roommates had had abortions and I became pregnant at 24 and didn't know what to do. So what happened? So I told two people and one said, I'll give you a ride. I've given lots of my friends to get theirs and she was talking about abortion. And I told one other person, and he didn't say anything because it was a woman's right to choose. Was your boyfriend or the father pushing for this? No, he did not know. He didn't know? He didn't know. To this day, does he know? He does not know. And did your mom or dad think anything was wrong with this? or did, Was there any second thoughts? I did not all? tell them. Oh, you they didn't. didn't know. They never they knew. Didn't know. Did you have second thoughts about it? Absolutely. You did. Absolutely. So something in you told you this is not quite right. I didn't know what to do. I there was a lot of fear, a lot of desperation, a lot of worry and questioning. Um, is this right? Is this wrong? I didn't know, and I I didn't have any other avenue and no other voice in my no, life. Nobody no, said don't no. do this. It was me alone trying to make a decision. Did you go to an abortion clinic or where, what kind? I looked in the phone book under A's and and called Meadowbrook in Minneapolis and made an appointment. Are they still in operation? They are not. Good. No. Yeah, I, I picketed in front of there mm -hmm. once and was told to go to hell mm -hmm. wearing my collar by <laughs> someone. All right, so, uh, uh, so you go into the abortion clinic. I'm mm -hmm. just curious, what's the atmosphere like in an abortion clinic? It's, it was like a human cattle drive. There were boyfriends and girlfriends and mothers and daughters. There were crowds and crowds of people. And it, was, it was, just felt really dark and stark and cold. Oh. Mm -hmm. And like Planned Parenthood uh, wants you to believe that they really counsel women first and right. make sure they want this. Did you get any of that? My counseling was a woman that asked, do you have a boyfriend or a husband? Do you have a nice car? Do you have a job? Do you have a career? Um, and I said no to all of those things. And she said, what kind of mother would you make? So that was the objective was the counseling, counseling you got. And then she said, will that be Visa or MasterCard today? Oh my. Mm -hmm. So you have the abortion. Mm -hmm. did, what did you feel like afterwards? I remember feeling relieved because they said, well, your problem is solved. The crisis is over. You can move on with your life. And they reassured me that I did the right thing. And I remember sitting in the recovery room in a recliner with hot, a heated blanket and peanut butter and jelly toast and feeling relieved and looking around and wanting to, 
to just look at someone else and just smile and say, you know, you did it. And they were all crying. And there was one girl holding her stomach and just saying, my baby, my baby, my baby. Oh, my. And I, I thought I was just more mature than they were and that I was just going to be fine. And oh. I went right into denial. Oh. And how long does that denial last? That was quite a few years. All quite right. A few, quite a few. What made the light bulb go on? For me, it was that my husband and I started trying to get pregnant, and we got pregnant. And around 10 weeks, which is when I had my abortion, I was told my baby's heart had stopped beating, and I would pass a plum-sized clot. But I went into labor and delivered that baby into my hand and saw for myself what it this was. wasn't a clump of cells. There was toes and feet and legs and fingers and hands and, and arms. that's when it hit? Yeah. That, that was a total lie that I'd been told and that I believed. Did you have a relationship with Christ yet? Not yet. Okay. And, and so you, you realize what you did, mm -hmm. at, at, even though you don't know Christ quite yet, did you ask for forgiveness and did any of that go I, on? One of my pastors, uh, Pastor Greg Heinz, he talked about abortion a lot. And every time he did, I thought, why does he keep saying that? And I knew that I, I had been attending that church and, and knew I could not reconcile my, my new faith with what I had done. And the shame and the guilt kept me from speaking. And I did think if anyone knew, maybe he did. And I did go meet with him. Oh, you did? I did. And what and I, did he do? He, he, I, I had two lies, I believe, that God would never forgive me and that my miscarriage was punishment for my abortion. And so I just confessed and I said I had an abortion. It, it was the worst thing I've ever done. Um, and I don't know what to do. And he said, Carla, you can pray and ask God for forgiveness. He will forgive you. There is healing. There, there is go. hope. There is, there is forgiveness in Christ. And, and, you know, just for our audience, this is big in Lutheran and, well, mm -hmm. it's big in Catholic circles. Mm -hmm. It should be bigger in Lutheran circles and Episcopal, where the, you do what's called confession absolution. Mm -hmm. You confess your sin to the pastor or, the, or you're even a friend. Right. And right. it says in, in, in Jesus gives us authority to forgive each other. Whoever you lose, they're loosed. Mm -hmm. And whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. And then I put my hand on there and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I announce to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. There's powerful healing in that. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you got that. Mm -hmm. But that's what kind of gave you the freedom to know I am forgiven. Right, right, right. So uh, then what happened? Then I just began to, to want to know more post-abortive women. I didn't want to be alone anymore. And so I sought out uh, Forgiven and Set Free Bible Study, and I did meet post-abortive women. I became active in Silent No More and Operation Outcry, and I became a Rachel's Vineyard facilitator. I, I went to those retreats, and it just became layer yeah. after layer of healing. And so let's say this. If, if you've had an abortion, first of all, if you are pregnant, don't have an abortion. It'll be something that you'll have to live with the rest of your life, so don't get an abortion. But if you did, What's Rachel's Vineyard? What is that? It's a healing retreat. It's a weekend retreat that is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, one of the most safe places for women to go and share their stories and share their heart and feel the presence of Christ as they ask for forgiveness. And, and how do they find out where, where the next There's retreat is? There's a, web, a website. So retreat. Google Rachel's Vineyard. Vineyard. Dot, dot org. Dot org. Mm -hmm. All right. And so you, you got some healing. And <clears throat> one thing that really troubles me is when liberal politicians when they talk about women's health care, they're talking about abortion. Mm -hmm. And I saw a good bumper sticker, abortion is not health care. Right. And, and the more liberal people want us to believe that, you know, most women really are all for abortion rights. That's not true. In fact, I think if they do, the, if I remember the poll, more women are pro-life than men because mm -hmm. they're mothers. You know. right. So right. were you ab ever able to have a child? Did that ever? I've, I've had, well, I, um, 
I had an abortion, I had the miscarriage, and then I had another miscarriage, but I have a son who's 18, and a daughter who's 15, and then two more sons, 11 and 9. Great, and they know about your story? They do. Good for they you. Do. Good for you. And, and I want to say this, if you've had an abortion too, I had a secretary years ago had an abortion, repented, came to Christ. She was the most vocal person you could find against abortion. Right. I, so don't yeah. let your past keep you from claiming forgiveness. Yeah. And, and tell us about this group called Operation Outcry. What is that? It is a project of the Justice Foundation out of Texas. And a lawyer began getting women saying, I, I was hurt by abortion. And he wanted to know how to capture those stories and use them in pro-life legislation. So if you go to operationoutcry.org, there's a declaration to fill out talking about how abortion hurt you. It will be filed as a friend of the court brief in pro-life legislation. Right now, we have the largest body of evidence that abortion hurts women in the, in the, in the world. It, mm -hmm. We have at least 5,000 that are, that are filed in pro-life legislation. Mm -hmm. And my story um, has been filed in the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act mm -hmm. and was just filed in, in Congress this last week. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's, what's, what's wonderful? The younger generation, according to the polls, is more pro-life than right. people my age right. and your age. Right. That's an act of God. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what's causing that. Do you have any idea? I think it's because all of my children saw all of the ultrasounds. They all heard the heartbeat. They all felt the kicking. And, that's and new. I, I made that very clear that this is a baby and they all knew it was a and baby. And you never got that. No. You never saw the ultrasound. No. 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 Yeah. No. Well, um, Carla, if somebody is out there considering an abortion, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, Please don't do it. There is help and hope and support. There is encouragement for you. There is there is pregnancy care centers. There, you know, I would love to help you. I have helped women that that didn't know what to do, and I would offer you everything I wanted for myself back then, which is life. Mm -hmm. Choose life, not death. And how would they get a hold of you or your group? Uh, Carla Stream at gmail.com. Or or what's the name Operation of it? Great. Or Google. Rachel, yeah. Vineyard. Now, if, let's say one more thing. If someone is watching this who had an abortion or he paid for his girlfriend's abortion, mm -hmm. what would you say to those people? There, there is hope and healing um, for if you've had an abortion. There is forgiveness in Christ. There, there is loving people that want to walk beside you. You're not alone in how you feel, and we're just here to help you through it and lead you out of the darkness into the light. Yeah. Well, uh, Carla, thank you for sharing that story. We, we've... Uh, We've hit sad days in the history of our nation. Mm -hmm. Abortion used to be illegal before 1973. And do you know how many babies we've killed just in the United States since 1973? It's 55 million. It's 58 million 58 now. Million. And, and think of it, America has 317 million people. Mm -hmm. We've killed 58 million unborn children. That means we've killed over one-fifth of our population. Mm -hmm. So these are sad days, and you know what troubles me is when you find good Catholics and uh, Protestant evangelicals, and they're voting for people who are have a 100% a pro-abortion record. Um, what, what, what do you counsel women that have these issues, or, or what, what? What's the main thing you do with this organization? Um, what I do right now is I just I tell women about it. Mm -hmm. Please go fill out a declaration. But for me personally, where I live, I'm mentoring a young mom that chose life. She lives in a maternity home. Okay. Um, and I was a sidewalk counselor. Uh -huh. I was on the board of a pregnancy center for five years. I was a moderator on Jill Stanick's blog. I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, yes, I was. Her she was a Lutheran nurse mm -hmm. in a Lutheran hospital.
hospital mm -hmm. where babies were born alive from abortion and the Lutheran hospital was having the babies die. Christ, and not a, Christ Hospital. Yeah, so Christ yeah. Hospital in Chicago. Yeah. And to hear liberal Lutheran, uh, a liberal Lutheran bishop defend that hospital was grievous, mm -hmm. just grievous mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Yep. And I will never stop telling my story. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you. And, you know, let me ask you this. You regret your abortion. Mm -hmm. But there are some women that think, it's the best thing I ever did. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? It isn't about if I regret mine or they don't regret theirs. The truth is, abortion takes the life of an innocent, fully alive and growing pre-born human being. Yeah. Even, if, even if you feel good about it or I feel sad about it, the point is a child dies in every right. abortion. Your child died just like mine did. And my feelings don't determine what's exactly. right and wrong. I mean, exactly. I can feel good about just about any sin I want to commit. That doesn't make it right. right. So. Do, do you have any stories of people that you know that were 100% pro-abortion rights and have turned around? Do you know any? any? Actually, the roommate that drove me to Tell me the abortion, story. Tell me about it. Um, she was affected. She sat all day watching people in and out, watching the staff. While you were in there? Yeah, well, okay. how cold they were and how angry they seemed. How cold who was? The staff to the women. And so years later, she found me on Facebook, and she said, I have to tell you that I'm, I'm pro-life now, and I've been watching you. I've been watching uh -huh. what you're doing, and I know you're pro-life. And she just said, I'm really sorry. And later on, she's now the director of a pregnancy care center. She just saves the lives of women and babies oh, every day. man. Yeah. Isn't that great? God is good. Mm -hmm. Well, I now and then will go and pick it in front of an abortion clinic, or I'll be part of the big prayer group mm -hmm. meeting they'll have on Good Friday in front, right. of, in front of the Planned Parenthood That's abortion right. mill. Yeah. And I can remember one year, I'm a Lutheran, but there were some Catholic brothers and, and women and men that were praying and, or picketing in front of one, one of the Planned Parenthood clinics. And a guy comes out of the clinic with a garbage bag. Mm -hmm. And I said to the Catholic brother, what's that? He comes by once a week and he gets all the dead babies. Mm. And I saw him follow the guy carrying the bag into the, mm -hmm. into the dumpster, into his truck. And he comes back and I said, what did you say to him? And he said, well, I was asking him, can I have the babies to give them a burial? Mm. And I said to him, what do you do with the babies? And he said, I take them home and I eat them for lunch. This was the hard-heartedness. Of course he didn't, but that was just the hard-heartedness of it. And you know, can I tell you one more story? Yeah. One year, we're in front of the big Planned Parenthood abortion clinic having our, I think it was Good Friday prayer mm -hmm. service, and you know what we were doing? We were very peacefully singing Amazing Grace, a crowd of what, two, two or three hundred people singing Amazing Grace in front of the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. And I looked in, and there was a big uh, glass uh, window there, and I'm watching the staff, the abortion staff, just staring at us from inside. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going through their minds? Mm -hmm. And you know what was tragic? The head of that abortion clinic, her father, w is a Presbyterian pastor mm -hmm. who's all for mm -hmm. abortion rights. Mm -hmm. And his daughter, the pastor's daughter, the, pa the, the Presbyterian Church USA is very pro-abortion mm -hmm. rights, very tragic statement they have. And just, you know, I couldn't help but think, what is going on inside these people? Mm -hmm. uh, w when you turned around, what was the main thing that got you to turn around? I think it was just understanding how I'd been lied to and how I had been deceived and how I, I completely turned from those are lies and this is truth. And people that work in abortion mills, 
most of them are post-abortive and they're trying to defend and justify the choice they made by helping women thinking they're helping women get an abortion too and I I tried to I tried to help two women get abortions because I thought well I did and they should and they never did thank you Lord mm. because those are two of my nephews mm -hmm. you want to justify what you've done mm -hmm. and many of them maybe don't want to be working there and so we need to help them get out we need to help them leave the industry have you ever personally turned around anyone from getting an abortion I have you have can you my tell story us? my okay. story actually um, there are three women, three babies that I know of that are alive today because I told my story. Good. Because they heard my words and they said, I got pregnant and I could not get your words out of my head. How, where did they hear you? One, at one, one point I was speaking um, at my church and told my story for the first time. There was a young girl sitting there. Um, another time I, I had been on the phone every day with a young woman that just didn't know what to do. And I said, you can call me anytime. And we spent hours on the phone every day. And she finally chose life. And then there was one that someone told me about that I, I wasn't sure if she chose or not and later found out that she did choose life. Are you available to speak at a group or at a church? Absolutely. All right, one more time. How do they reach you? I'm, I'm with the Ken Berry Agency. Okay. So I'm a speaker um, with, with the Berry Agency. And how, and do they, how do they get a hold of that? They just have to go. Uh, it's berryagency.org, I believe. It's B -A -R -R -Y. online. B-A-R-R-Y. Do you know Lisa Berry from I KTAS? I do. That's her husband, Ken oh, Berry. Yes. yes. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. Well, you know, now, is this hard for you? When you had to go public with your pain mm -hmm. for all this, was that hard for you? It was back then, but now I know I walk in redemption and rescue, and God has restored to me the years the locusts have eaten. And, you know, I'll tell you, I personally have struggled with same-sex attraction mm. most of my life. I didn't want to talk about this on national television. This will be on the air nationally because okay. we're on DirecTV and Dish Network nationally, so you might get people from all over contacting mm -hmm. you. The last thing I wanted to do was talk about my struggle right. on the air. Right. But God had different plans. <laughs> He's you can scared. have this struggle and still say no to it and, and right. be celibate, you know. Right. You never hear that message, right. and you never hear your message. I mean, when's the last time you turned on the TV and heard mm -hmm. someone speak against abortion? Right. Almost never. Mm -hmm. So um, how political are, is, are these groups that you're, you're in? They're not. They're not, okay. No. Okay. Their, their focus is getting help for women before they have an abortion and after, and also helping to further pro-life legislation. Okay. That just, Operation Outcry is just trying to get through legislation that is pro-life. All right, if somebody wants to know, is this candidate pro-abortion rights or pro-life, do you know how they figure that out? Hmm. I, I usually just Google the candidate and go to their page, yeah. but I also know, I, I pretty much know who's... Who is and who well, is I think you can go to Na Google yeah. National Right to Life, mm -hmm. and they'll tell you what senators and, you know, we, we have very liberal, you know, yeah, I won't so get bad. into that because we're in Minneapolis, but, um, all right. Have you seen any hope lately mm -hmm. in our culture on this issue? I have. I, I know that when the tapes came out, people were Now, you're talking about, this happened some time ago, the Planned Parenthood abortion tapes where they're sipping their martinis, talking about crunching body parts to get to the right parts so that they can sell them. What I've seen is more and more people are willing to come out. I've been to two of the rallies. I spoke at Women Betrayed Rally in July, I think it was, and then I spoke at the Governor's Mansion, the Firestorm Rally. Um, those crowds were huge, and people are coming out. I have friends that are saying to me, what can I do? Can I come with you? Can I hold a sign? Can I be there? Um, they want to do more, and those tapes were horrifying, and I know they didn't want to watch them. Who wants to watch mm -hmm. them? But they did, and they sat there and said, I have to do more. And so here, a woman, 
writes Senator Franken, who's very pro-abortion rights from Minnesota, mm -hmm. complaining about Planned Parenthood. Why do we give millions to this horrible group? And he, his response was very polite. Thank you for sharing your concern. Planned Parenthood does a wonderful job protecting women's health. Just what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you know, so how, how has your, did, did the, did the father of your baby ever find out? No, and there's, there was a point in time where I wondered if I should tell him, and I, I remember one of the steps of the 12 steps was make amends to such people unless it would injure them or others. And I do know that just telling someone out of the blue, this is what I did, would be very hurtful. And I knew men that had gotten that phone call from oh. former girlfriends saying, hey, guess what? And? And they were devastated okay. and had to go to counseling to okay. say, why would she call me and tell me that? They were heartbroken. Is there any chance he's going to find out anyway? No. Or not, not really? Okay. No. Okay. So it's not, are, you, are there any circumstances in which the woman probably should tell the father? Um, I think that many of them rely on their boyfriends and their husbands and they're, they're looking for someone to say, we can do this together. You don't, you don't have to have an abortion, but what happens is they go, it's your body, your choice. They abandon them to, here's your money, I'll give you a ride. And so it becomes uh, survival, that I have no one else. And, and the one person that should come alongside her to say, we can do this, this is our child, he steps back and, and leaves her. How often do you get a, a, a man coming up to you after you speak saying, you know, I'm the cause of the abortion. Mm. Oh, do you, I've get, had do you get that? I've had and and what do they do? They there they can go to Rachel's Vineyard. They're well, they can. There there is there's fatherhoodforever.org, I believe. It is a website of post-abortive men. Men fill out the declarations as well. Men men are hurt by abortion. Yes, it, they are. They are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um how how are your children handling the news of all this? I mean, did they know from the beginning or did, was this? You know, I've always had, I've named my babies. Aubrey is the baby that died in abortion. Jamie is the baby that I held. And Lee is the baby that I, I miscarried as well. Um, it was, I began speaking out. I, I did a um, documentary called Life After Abortion. I was on the show Faces of Abortion. I began to travel a little bit. And they're like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I kept getting mailing from Pro-Life Action Ministries and my son would go, something about abortion. And I just said, it's time to let them know Aww. that this is what happened. And they've always known because I held up their little stockings on Christmas. I hung those up. And How did they handle this? They actually, um, they, they knew. They, they knew that, that those babies are in heaven. They knew that mom regretted it, but I speak out to save others that pain. And they know that I will do whatever I can for any mom that needs help. And, and they're very supportive. Well, Carla, tragic as it is that we have, I mean, do you, do you remember what the Democratic Party did some years ago? Mm -hmm. Their official statement was always, we want to make abortion safe, legal, and rare. Mm -hmm. They purposely dropped the words and rare from their Democratic Party platform. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you? And, but evil as it is that we have political parties and politicians promoting abortion, the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and I'm fairly certain that the Episcopal Church in America too, pay for abortions with offering dollars. Mm. Let me explain this. I used to be an ELCA Lutheran. Mm -hmm. We could take it no more after they kept promoting this stuff and we joined a more conservative uh, Lutheran group. But we went to the convention when we discovered the Lutheran Church has a, has a health care plan for pastors and their wives and children. Mm -hmm. They will pay for abortion for any reason whatsoever. And where does that money come from? 
your offering dollars. Hmm. We sent a letter out, I did, to 11,000 churches blowing the whistle on this. I got a letter, I think, from a pastor's wife who was upset with me. I'm so glad the church was there to pay for my 16-year-old daughter's abortion. And I thought, your offering dollars at work. And if you're an ELCA Lutheran, that policy is still in place. There's a good reason to find another branch of the Lutheran church. Were you aware of this? I wasn't aware of yeah. that. I know that they take a pro-abortion stance. Yeah. I didn't know they used that right. money. Right, and you know, you should read the ELCA Lutheran's abortion statement. It's pro-life one page, pro-life the next, pro-choice the next page, mm. pro-life, pro-choice. You don't know what it says by the time you're done. Bottom line, they're pro-choice because they'll pay for abortion for mm. any reason. Mm. I, I, I got to urge you, if you're part of some of those denominations, time to, ch time to change denominations. Mm. Um, what kind of, uh, any other, we've only got two minutes, any other resources you want to give to someone who's either considering abortion or you've or they've had one? Any other th thoughts for I, them? I think I've given all I can, but well, I one more time, would you? Sure, OperationOutcry.org. That would that actually can connect you with um, healing ministry, but also you feel like you're you're giving some justice. You, okay. you can fill out your story, and you know it's going to go for pro-life legislation. Um, Rachel's Vineyard is just a, a wonderful place to go. There are Bible studies. There's Save One. There's Forgiven and Set Free. There's Surrendering the Secret. Um, all of those are online. You can order those books. And for men, there was what? There was Father Fatherhood Forever. Good. And then Rachel's Vineyard as well. There's Good. couples retreats. Okay. Um, yes. And so there, there, there is help. Most pregnancy centers have some yeah. form of post-abortive recovery. Yeah. There's lots of crisis pregnancy centers. Absolutely. 2,500. There you go. So just instead of going to the abortion clinic, mm. go to Robbinsdale Women's Center or Amnion Crisis Pregnancy Center or look in your phone book for New for Life. Yeah. New Life. Yeah, New Life. That's a great, great one. Well, Carla, thank you so you much. Welcome. And and everybody, we want to add, we're going to pray in a minute, but let me quickly, get, quickly give you an update. Our TV show now is on all over the country, and we used to just be on in little old Minneapolis, but God has opened some wonderful doors. And because of the faithful giving of, of you all out there, we're on all over the country in DirecTV Dish Network. We're on locally in Minneapolis, Rochester, Minnesota, Omaha, Nebraska, Wichita. We just added Duluth, Minnesota, and Madison, Wisconsin. So thank you. Pray for this ministry. We're trying to get the truth of God out on, on these kinds of issues. And if the Lord nudges you to, to help us, when we get money, we just add more stations. That's mainly where the lion's share of our funds go. So pray about it if you would. You'll see the address where you might send a check at the end of the, of the thing. But let's pray. Let's just take a minute. Father, if there's any woman or man watching this show that was complicit in an abortion, we pray that you help them know what they did was wrong, but then to bring that guilt to Jesus Christ for their salvation. And Lord, if anyone is considering it, block it, Lord. Put in their heart a desire to give life to life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Carla, and we'll see you again next time at the Pastor's Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor's Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. <laughs>